ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Off Point. My name's Les Steed. I'm Marla White. And today we're talking about living abroad. Now, um, I lived in Indonesia for about two and a half to three years. I left in September 2013, age 23, came home, came back here uh, on the eve of Brexit in 2016. And that was, I think, June the 20th, 2016. Um, and you have... So I was born in this country, but my family's originally from Jamaica. So when I was about four years old, I moved to um, Jamaica for about two years. Yeah. 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 How'd you find it? So I went from nursery in this school. Just, you know, that, that period with, just before you go into um, to primary school. Yeah. You mean the one where you learn to play with colours and, yeah, yeah. so, and everyday designers all day yeah. and dress up and stuff. Yeah. So I went from that period and then went straight into school in Jamaica. That's cool. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting because I guess my experience is a lot different from yours. Yours, like you made an active decision to move to a different country. Yeah, I was running for my problems. Yeah. Me, it was just, I was just dragged along. I knew what was happening. I was well aware, but um, yeah, I had no choice in the matter, really. I oh. just had to do it. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of similar because when I was little, I also had a similar thing where yeah. I was uh, taken to Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia as well. A lot of Asians time, but I mean, that's a bit different. And yeah, I forgot about that. That was a year and a half, and that was the best part of my childhood. I yeah. don't know about you, but how did you find the comparison? Compared to here, I'm, um, to be honest, I did really miss England. Um, you know what? I always think back to like Power Rangers. Power Rangers was my favourite show, and um, I just used to love that in this country. And then, what did you make in Power Rangers like? Also, it's the same. So, so oh. we have a lot of American programming, but my point was, is, um, you, you have your routine in this country, watching your English programmes and all that. And then watching um Power Rangers and everything, and then going to Jamaica, I'm like, where, where is Power Rangers? I don't know what time it comes. <laughs> and my, um, I think my grandmother found it for me Aww. out there, and I was just like, it was just like a bit of home. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, um, it's, it's an American show, but it's like, if also I watched it over here, and it felt like it felt like a bit of home over there. It is weird yeah. what the little things are. That, I don't yeah. know about you, but in when I was living in Endo, um, we you everyone in our house, and we're all from different places. We all had a flag. Um, you know, like I used to hang a British flag in my room, which over here sounds quite nationalistic, but mm. um, out there it was just like a, it's that little reminder of home because it still had the dirt from mm. my, because um, I, I still had the dirt on it from from home, which sounds a bit weird. And I didn't drag it through the dirt or anything. So, you know, if there's any flag fanatics, <laughs> don't get weird. Um, but it's just, you know, like when, you know, it's a bit of wear and tear and stuff. And um, yeah, I, I mean, that kind of brings the first point I actually wrote down. It's just like that feeling because you know how like you're always going to be an Englishman in New York, so yeah. to speak. I found that quite weird. Um, like little things like I used to get, I used to have this little pot of Marmite and I used to carry a fiver, right. like just because it had, you know, like the Queen's face on it mm. or something like that. And it's just those little tiny things mm. I used to keep with me um, at all times. And it was just weirdly precious because yeah. like when you back, having been back here, if someone was to say, oh, I've got Marmite in the fridge, I wouldn't be like, oh, you know, but out there it's like you go. Yeah. What now? It's funny because you have to make adjustment adjustments to the different foods. Mm. And also, my family's Jamaican, so we eat Jamaican food over here anyway. But I mean, there's that certain stuff that I, I would eat over here. Like I remember I used to like Ovaltine, like hot chocolate. Yeah, I love it. I used shit. to love that back when I was yeah. a kid. And I'm, I remember when I moved to Jamaica, I ended, ended up um, I was like, asked my grandma, Wait, uh, "Can I get some Ovaltine?" And they're like, "We don't have that over here." Did you have like? Um, did and you have Nilo? Huh? Milo. Milo. Milo, yeah. Yes, Milo. In yeah. Endo, it was yeah. Milo. Yeah. Oh, they call it Milo. Yeah, yeah, Milo. Yeah. Yeah, we but, call like, it, yeah. yeah, we call it Milo over there. So they're like, my grandma's like, we got Milo. And um, 
Oh, no, don't, uh, don't kill me Jamaican, but yeah. To me, it wasn't as It's not the same. Yeah, yeah. It's not the same. It's like, yeah. it's like chocolate. It's like Cadbury's yeah. is chocolate. That's yeah. what we're brought up with. Yeah. And it's like, and you're out there, it's like, do you want some Hershey's? No, I don't fucking want Hershey's. <laughs> and, like, and also like the Galaxy, Alex, yeah. it's like 30 degrees all the time. Like, I think they put something a bit different in the chocolate. And so also the Coca-Cola as well. Yeah. yeah, that used to get you through the day. Jesus Christ, I think they left the cocaine in there. <laughs> I was like, I was like, glass of that. And I was like, yeah. let's go. You know? Like, yeah, it's great. Here, it's like, Coke Zero? What the yeah. fuck? My wife, my wife loves Milo. She used to have it all the time just over here. She loved Milo. Mm. But to me, it was like, it's good. But to me, it was like compared to um, Ovaltine, mm. which they're probably going to kill me for. Um, I liked, I just liked it better. I just got used to it. And it was just getting used to different changes. Because I used to love my English programs over here. I can't mm. remember the names of them, like Noddy and all these. Oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. Different shows that um that are uh, English. Yeah, and you can't get out there anymore. I mean, did you go over there specifically to watch TV, or did you do other no, stuff? Obviously, I went to school. I went. I just had. I lived a normal life out there. But mm. it's just the, that, that's the basis you, you're used to as a kid. Yeah. Like as an adult, I'd be like, okay, I'm not gonna get this. Uh, you prepare yourself mentally for it. But as a kid, you're like, oh, I want this, and they're like, no, we don't have that. Yeah, and yeah. Like, you got, and it's like it's weird. You, it's you, just, like, you just don't understand it. Yeah. Kids. And when you're sitting there and they're like, it's gonna, we're gonna be here for a year. And yeah. like, for me now, that's like, fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah. Um, because a year is a very short time. But when, you're, when you've only had five or six years in yeah. your life, you're like, that's a sixth of my life. Yeah. But it's it was, a long time. But like, it's different. Like you knew you was going for a short period of time. I wasn't. No, like, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Okay. No, I didn't know how long I'd be yeah. out there when I was a kid or oh. when I was older. When I was older, I went. I thought I was gonna be there for a year and I ended but, up staying up for three because right. I fell in love. Uh, so like, my life. in my situation, it was a permanent move. I wasn't supposed to come back to this country. Oh shit! Yeah, I wasn't supposed to come back to England. That's hard. Yeah, so That's really like, hard. my mom shipped everything we owned. Wow. And we moved everything to Jamaica. Why'd you move back? Um, basically, uh, I basically she, the plan was that she was just going just to go into business out in Jamaica and everything. Mm. So in the meantime, we ended up living with my grandparents. They had a little bit of a falling out. Uh. And um, yeah, my mom decided, you know, we're coming back. <laughs> To England, so stubborn. After two years, after two years, like no, fuck yeah. it, can't deal with mum and dad. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been living with my parents the last three months, and mm. you know, because I'm just about to move into a new house tomorrow, yeah. and um, yeah, my place finally. Mm. After all this bitching, it, it's hard though when you like your parents always see you as a child. Oh, absolutely, yeah. you're always fourteen. I, third, yeah. I, I mean, I've been yelled at. I get told off before I've had breakfast yeah. at least every single day, yeah. and it's like I'm a thirty-two-year-old man. Yeah. I'm only here because I have to. Why is there boxes in the hallway? I'm moving house, the house that you helped me buy. Especially you know? like when you've been, you've lived by yourself and you you've been responsible for your like for for yourself. Yeah. And then you've gone back home and you're like, yeah, you know, I, I've done this. I don't need uh, somebody looking yeah. after me or like, telling me I got, what to do. Like I felt like I should do laundry, yeah. but we're getting off topic a little bit here. Yeah, but yeah. I felt like I should do the laundry in my own house because I've been living with yeah. you know friends before, and it's like I'm used to doing laundry. It's kind of part of my yeah. Sunday routine. And again with the routines, um. But yeah, uh, and my mum told me off. She's like, no, it's my job. And I'm like, but do you want help or not? No one else does anything around the house. What the fuck do you want from me? Um, but yeah, anyway. Um, okay, but I, I mean, I think that, did you find that on the weekends, because one of the things that got me was when I went to Malaysia and also to an extent Indonesia, when I was in Malaysia, um, when I came back, I got bullied a lot because all of my stories were about Malaysia. And I used to go around Malaysia, but it's just because for the last year and a half, all, everything that I knew was based there. Mm. And I had the same thing, sort of, uh, I didn't get bullied that time because I was 26, 27, um, you know, fuck off. Uh, and like, yeah, bullied me at 27. It was hard, it was hard, Marlon. But the problem that I had was I had nothing in common with anyone. 
and all my stories were these exciting adventures. Like, I mean, we would do stuff like, I mean, I have ridden a whale shark. Probably that wow. was probably illegal. Uh, I've, um, my ex-girlfriend was a princess, literally. Javanese princess, her grandmother uh, abdicated, but technically it's in the bloodline. And, you know, and things like that. And like, you know, we were hanging out with the elites of Jakarta by default. We were uh, doing all sorts of things. Like, you know, on a weekend we would go, to Bali or we would be in jungles and the same thing happened when I was a kid I was really lucky my parents would make a point of taking us out to places like Fraser's mountain and the jungles and stuff like that. and you come back home and it's just a village in Surrey and everyone else around you all they've done is is play football mm. and I've swum with sharks you know <laughs> and I've been so lucky to do that but at the same cost of living that I would have had you know here relatively um, and I found that, you know, it made me quite isolated in many ways because I had nothing to talk about with anyone and they had nothing that they could really talk about with me. Right. And then I'd just go on and on about somewhere they've never been and no real understanding of other than maybe a holiday. Right. Did you find that when you came back from Jamaica? So when I came back, um, what one noticeable difference about me, I had a Jamaican accent when I came back to this country. Really? I yeah. had an Australian one. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're talking funny. I'm like, yeah, I probably am. Yeah. I don't know. That was terrible. So that was the worst one I've done so yeah, it's far. Weird. It's weird when you're that young, you pick up accents so quickly. Yeah. yeah so I, yeah, I had a Jamaican accent. So I, I remember... Um, I remember being embarrassed about it. And I remember, you know, like how kids are when you're different. They're like, oh, say something, say something. Yeah. And I remember people just used to be coming up to me. Like, just say something, say something, say that Can again. you still do the accent? No, I can't. I lost Come it. Come on. Because basically when I just came try. back. No, I won't do it. Come on. No, I won't do it. Well, the cool kids are doing it. <laughs> yeah, basically. I can't do it. Otherwise, I look racist. Actually, no, I don't. I look like Gary Oldman. <laughs> basically, um, basically um, when I came back to this country, the first thing I tried to do was just lose the accent. What? Yeah. I, I, I didn't I, notice it. I, I I feel about I feel a bit bad about that now just because I see so many people like so many people like that held on to Jam their Jamaican accent like and all they can break into the Jamaican accent. I, I just was that I, like intentional? Do you think or do you kind of like? Because I mean accents change. I mean I think that you know like for example I've, I've noticed that hanging out with a, uh, my now ex girlfriend from South London. Yeah. I picked up a lot of what she was. I picked up on a few bits mm. and bobs that she was saying. Like you know I think I'd say. Oh, I actually can't remember what she would say. But yeah, yeah. anyway, not off the top of my head anyway. But yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is like, in it, I know. Or, you know, like, yeah, allow it. I don't know, not allow it. She's not a chevy, <laughs> but whatever. I digress. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to override you there. Uh, yeah, but so why can't you still do it occasionally? Actually, I say that. I, can't I can say, I can say like one or two words or yeah. phrases in, in the accent, but um, yeah, I just can't do, I can't really say a full sentence. It's just weird. It's just. I guess like when I picked up the accent, I, I wasn't like, I'm going to try to pick up the accent. Was, just, was it more like the culture just yeah. kind of came on? Yeah, yeah. I went to school, obviously I was going to school and went around all these kids and then I just, just over time picked it up and then I was English like, is the native of Jamaica, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So it sounds ignorant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, also we speak on Patois. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is just broken English. Yeah, because in Indonesia, we had Bahasa Indonesia yeah. and they've got like 300 different dialects or 300, yeah. like thousands of dialects. But the main one is Bahasa and um, this kind of brings me on to one of the points I was thinking about was that, you know, like that immersion in a different culture. Did you find that you grew? How did you find that affected your personal growth? It's diff it was different. Like The whole culture was different. Um, I, I never told you how I learned how to read and write. Yeah. And um, I learned how to read. I learned how to write in Jamaica. I learned how to read in this country. That's so um, basically when I, when I was in this country, in nursery, I, I, I was just being taught how to um, write. You know, when they sit next to you and teach you all mm. that nice and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, between the lines, yeah. the rulers and the pen. So I went from just bit from that to Jamaica, where they don't, they don't, they're not nice at all. 
<laughs> what they just like sort of in like like beat you up. <laughs> so basically they will put start hitting you and stuff. So they'll put like a notepad in front of you every day. Yeah. And then at the end right, boy. There'll right. be like a blackboard. Yeah. They write then you have to write it down what on the blackboard in your notepad. But you, and then at the end of the day But how would you know you understood it? So at the end of the day, I'll, they'll come over and my notepad will be empty because I don't know how to write. And then I'll just get beaten with a ruler, a wooden ruler. And that's how it was every day until one day I picked up the pen and I started writing. I'd have picked that pen right up straight yeah. away. I'd be like, uh-uh, no need to hit me with yeah. anything. And then I've like, got a very low pain My wife came to pick me up and they're like, oh, yeah, you learned how to write today. Didn't learn how to write. You just learned that you had to like draw what's on the bloody <laughs> yeah. board because otherwise you get beaten. Yeah, I had no idea what it said. That's horrific. If someone hit my child, I'd kill them. Yeah. If it's interesting though, like I, I had I don't that. Think I, would, I think that's the one time where I wouldn't yeah. be bothered about how much I hurt someone. It's actually interesting that I had that experience because um, I'm, I'm only like 31. Yeah. But um, that's, that's outlawed now. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, damn right you shouldn't you be. Can't do that. You can't do that in Jamaica. And also that was outlawed a long time in this country. So yeah. we never, we never, our parents might have got caned. Yeah. But we never got caned. So yeah. it's interesting that I... Weird. It's I weird how it's a kind of sex thing as well, by yeah. the way. It's weird how, like, you know, you sort of take it out of society and then yeah. everyone gets a bit turned on by yeah. it. But yeah, go on. Yeah, it's interesting that somebody my age went through that experience out over there. Just that game. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, like, do you find that you've still got trauma from that or not? No, not really. Not really. Every time you write, like, <laughs> I just remembered as well, you can't cry as well in Jamaica. They'll sing this song, just like this song, this like this little rap, this like rhyming song. Suck it up, suck it up, suck no. it up. <laughs> so, um, I remember if it, cry, cry, baby, moonshine, dolly, take off your clothes and go to bed. When your teacher call, your teacher call, a big doppy fool, something like that. I can't, I Why can't remember. You take off your clothes part? There's a lot of abuse in yeah. your history that we're about to uncover. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember the Did thought. you have to take your clothes off? No, no, they'll just sing that to you if you cried. Why everybody you everybody would just gather around you and just sing that. Yeah, I can't remember the full the full full song, but that was the that was the um Yeah, leave that one with therapist. Yeah. Fuck. That's I mean, what they used to do. That's crazy. I mean I went to like the top private school that in That was a private school. That was a private school. Yeah. Holy shit. Well poor kids who went through the public <laughs> one. I mean I went from private okay, the weird thing for me was when I went from uh here, my dad was an, my dad's an engineer and they really, really wanted him. Yeah. Um so they the company that hired my dad paid for my education out there, which was top level sort of international school. It was like up there. I mean, we, I think Prince Andrew came through, which, you know, nowadays not so cool. But back then it was kind of cool uh, for the Commonwealth Games and things. It was back in 1998. And, um, you know, it was really, really cool, brilliant school. But I found that I was about three years ahead of everyone else when I came back because of the level of education. And when I went and visited there about five years ago, uh, my brother and I went back to visit because um, it was a big part of our childhood. Uh, did a little tour of our childhood, which was confusing as fuck because... When you're a kid, you see things very differently. Mm. And 10, 20 years later, it was just a bit odd. Like we were standing next to the swimming pool that we used to play in when we were kids. And it was just tiny weeny. It was the size of like... That's always the case when, when so you're a kid. Weird. Yeah. It's and massive when you're, yeah, when you're a kid. It was literally just a five meter by four meter pool. And we stood there and my brother just goes, my greatest childhood memories are in this puddle. And I thought it was a massive ocean. <laughs> And it's a puddle and it's just sitting there and like, and me and him just stood there like, yeah, this is weird. And then we got chased out by the security guard because it was a private compound yeah. and we kind of, you know, like, well, yeah, we got told off, um, but worth it. Um, but what I was trying to say get out before was um, I found that when I was as an adult growing abroad, abroad, I found that my personal growth went sort of lateral instead of mm. vertical. So like, you know, here you mature 
you know, you go from like university to a job and you become more mature as you go until you realize that you've become your father. Um, but I found that when I was in Indonesia, because I was surrounded by a different culture with different values, after a few months of adjusting to that, um, you start to grow sort of differently into that culture mm. a bit more, but you kind of don't grow in the same way that you'd expect from your own. So when I came back to London, um, I was I basically was acting like a 24 year old because time sort of stops. It's like being in a dream. Mm. It's like time sort of seems to have stopped. Uh, and I was doing all these incredible things, these kind of experiences I would never take back. I mean, going out there was the best decision I ever made in my life. But and if you are in two minds about going somewhere like that, and do it, just do it. There's no, I mean, apart from getting, but don't go and get educated in Jamaica. But other than that, <laughs> you know, I mean, like the Far East, yeah, go for it. Um, so, um, but what I'm trying to get at is that, um, like, for example, like my experiences out there and the way that we lived our lifestyle was so, so much more free mm. in a way. Like, for example, at two in the morning, I would be, you know, on a Thursday or two in the morning, I'd be riding a motorbike. If I'm being 100% honest, not particularly sober. I only did it a few times. But you could just do that. You could get away with it. Not get away with it, even. Like, I hired a bus accidentally um, for three pounds um, to take us to McDonald's because he pulled over. And usually it would be like 2,000 for it. And it was like one in the morning. We pulled this guy over. And he goes, and we're like, can you go to McDonald's for us? Because they have that set routes. And he goes, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And I was like, and I was like, all right, look, here's 40,000, which is like 10 times what, you know, the equivalent of 10 people. And there's only three of us. And it was like one in the morning. And the guy goes, yeah, sure. And we went through this McDonald's drive-through with a, in, a, in a bus, which was really fun. And then they took us right back home to our door. It was awesome. And you just wouldn't get that kind of mm. experience here. Not to say that, my, you know, like I don't, just because it was money involved doesn't mean that, it was like that, but there were things like you know turtles coming out of the ground in front of you. It's like even little things like picking that like, fruit off a tree. Yeah, and like, like the, and the type of fruit, and then yeah. you go oh the supermarket. Did you find that weird? The supermarket in Jamaica. Um, my grandma had her own supermarket, so that was interesting. So my grandma owns a store. Cool. In Jamaica, so it's like literally right right next door. Yeah. So anytime I wanted something, I just literally walk over to the store and take what I want. I mean, I bet you got done for shoplifting when you came back here <laughs> accidentally. Just complete habit. Just walking into a shop, taking what you want, walking out. And it's like, where is that little bastard going? Come back here, pay for stuff. What? Um, you know, <laughs> did you get done for shoplifting when no, you got back? No, no. All right, so you knew the difference. Because yeah, yeah. I could imagine... I knew, I, knew that, I knew that this was our store. Yeah. And I could take what I want. But oh. I knew, like, also we went to another store, like a, super, a big supermarket in Jamaica. I knew this is not ours. Those things are different, level, yeah. aren't they? It's interesting in Jamaica. This is, I don't remember this as a kid, but I went back um, as an adult. Um, probably about five, six years ago. Yeah. And I remember, you know, like you, you buy, your, you go to the supermarket, you buy your stuff and you leave in this country. That's how it usually works. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. how shopping is. Yeah. But not in Jamaica. You go, you go to the supermarket, buy your stuff. And then as you're exiting, the security comes in and you have to show me your receipt and check your, what you've We had that as well with Indo. Yeah. It was like, you go in there with a plastic bag or something and yeah. the security guard would half, I mean, it was always like, kind of like, if I looked at them and just went, no, I'm not doing that. Then they're quite sort of, yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't stop me because uh, I mean I, I wouldn't do it normally. Normally you play the game, but it just seems it's a bit like when you go through the airport and you just know. Like I, I've just come back from Ghent, for example, with hand luggage, and I had a, a naked razor blade in there, and no one stopped me <laughs> going out or coming back in. And I'm like, I could definitely cause some damage with this thing. Nobody did anything as um, you know, proper one. Anyway, my point yeah, is that it was kind of a similar approach. Yeah. And I the found, thing about so I just want to finish up yeah, the supermarket on. thing is like I'm used to just dumping my 
my receipt into my pocket or into my wallet. I don't even know where I put it. Yeah. So by the time I got to the the, the, the exit, they're like, where's your receipt? And I'm like, I don't even know where I put that. Yeah. And sometimes I'm, I'm, what if you're been, like, nah, save the paper. It's I fine. went to look through my five different pockets and sure. my wallet where, where I put this receipt. Yeah. And like, at that point, they're just like, all right, hands on the, t- on the wall. Yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. You know, like, I've got, um, yeah, because for me, the supermarket experience is one of the most striking ones uh, when I first got to Indo because I didn't know what, how the money worked. Mm. I didn't know what, I was still trying to figure out what was going on around me. I was exhausted because I'd been in the air for 24 hours. You know, like when you've got the jet lag and like that's the confusing thing is where you wake up and it's, you don't know what time it's supposed to be because the flight and the layover and everything else is completely messes with your head. Um, And it's like, you leave on a Monday, you come back, you arrive on a Wednesday and it's like, what the hell happened there? It's like, I went back in time and stuff like that. Anyway, um, but the point is that, you know, this guy was supposed to show me around and he was this Canadian guy who's a bit of a nut job. They always were. Actually, yeah, I found that all of my colleagues, it was like the city of the lost and the damned out there. Like everyone had a story that made them sound like it was a wild, wild west. It was awesome. Do you um do you ever find sorry, that you've gone off topic there, but yeah. I'll try to get <laughs> Do you ever find that you have like a bit of an identity crisis from living abroad? Yeah, all the time. Um I keep calling Indonesia home. Mm. Um I just spoke to one of my best students actually um like two days ago and she was uh, no, like yeah two days ago and it it's weird because um who i was out there um and my status in society was there and then um just because of the color of my skin for example which is racist but you know it's i didn't yeah um but then you kind of come back here and it's it's difficult because you you're it's like i was saying earlier with the culture thing you're used to who you are there right. and then you come back and it's like and you're nobody here and you've you know and being taller for example i mean for me i'm an average sized bloke you you've never had this problem but <laughs> you know out there i'm very tall compared to everyone else so you know you would kind of go back in you come back here and all of a sudden i just felt quite small um mm. i'd be walking past kids that were 16 17 and they're all taller than me like the generation below is like a lot taller anyway they're all better fed and whatever but not to say that our parents did badly but my point is that, um, yeah, there's that cultural clash with your own culture. But you, when you're out there, as I was saying earlier, like you're very patriotic about what you idealise to be British culture. Right. Um, and you, so there's that disconnect between the reality of British culture, which isn't that great. Um, your pegged up idea of British culture it doesn't help that I came back on Brexit. Uh, and then you've got who you are within a diff- the other culture and your friendship circles are everywhere. So I had a phone that would go off 24 hours a day because my fr- half my friends were in Indo, half of them were here and I still was like, and I was kind of back at home at my parents' place, ready to go to university for three months. And I just didn't know what to do with myself and my friends who I thought would be running to me, you know, they all had their own lives going on and you just don't realize because your life has been elsewhere you come back and you're just kind of feeling like you're back to being 22, 23. Everything reminds you of, and nothing's moved, you know, particularly going back to my bedroom. Um, and it's like I'd never left. It's like, it was just really eerie. Mm. And then when you, you kind of have to start all over again, which is very difficult to do emotionally. Um, and then you realize that actually, you know, you didn't fit in here and there, like you thought you did. The things you idealized aren't as ideal as you wanted them to be. Um, and the things, and then there are little things and nuances and irritations that, you know, you start to miss from one culture and like, and like things like, for example, um, I could get a massage for five pounds, uh, 10 pounds, an hour and a half of really, really good massage. Um, 
and then here it's like 30 pounds for half an hour and i'm like yeah. i'd never pay it just on principle i mean it's, yeah and it's lots of things like that it's it's the cost versus what it's worth and also things like mcdonald's uh you go into mcdonald's and i i automatically started ordering in bahasa and the guy just looked at me like the fuck and also tapping your um your card because i didn't have that in indo all of a sudden i could tap um i could tap my credit card Talking of um, McDonald's, that's one thing I miss because um, Jamaica doesn't have a, have a McDonald's. Really? No, we have like KFC and all that, but we don't have a McDonald's. That's weird. I think they opened it once and it didn't do well when they closed down for good. I mean, that's that's yeah. weird. Apparently, they make their money by um, being landlords more than they do burgers. Who? who um, McDonald's because they? they when they buy when you have a McDonald's, the land price around it goes up mm. because there's a McDonald's nearby, and everyone loves Mackeys. And then, but they buy all the land around the oh, restaurant, and then they, but and then they will, um, and then they become the landlord, so they get money from that. I thought they were just like a franchise. So like they are, but when yeah. they franchise, it's yeah, it's yeah. Um, they they buy all the land around. I didn't, well, I didn't think it was that necessary. Necessarily, they had much involvement. I thought it was just like somebody applies to be a franchise, and they find a location and then open in that location. But I mean, if it's a friend, I don't know. I mean, like, does McDonald's then build the franchise for you and you just manage it? Or I what? don't know. I don't really know idea. I just know they're a franchise. So. Yeah, weird. I just assume with a franchise, you just oh, okay. I'm going to open a franchise, find a location, and then when well, then they start sending you the stuff that you need to make yeah, the stuff. But I mean, I guess because yeah. they're all uniform, so I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it really works. Um, but yeah, um, so I wanted to touch on about that thing about identity as well because mm. obviously my experience is different from you. So growing up in England, it's weird because you're sort of like for me being a first generation immigrant, it was just like in this country you're considered jamaican mm. for most of the, i've considered that i consider myself jamaican pretty much yeah and then going to jamaica living in jamaica i'm considered english so it's sort of a weird clash yeah so, cause like, I look did exactly, you find that you didn't belong in either or did you find that I you thought, kind of felt like you were part of both it sort of feels like you were outsider in a way like you feel like yes. an outsider in this country and yes. outsider in jamaica just because yeah. they it's weird because they, they i remember walking i was 15 this uh, this time cause i've been to jamaica, visit jamaica quite a few times i was 15 walking through a market and this man just looked at me i didn't even say a word he just looked at me and goes that's an englishman and just points at me how do they tell i don't know you're just, black yeah and honestly i'm like if it was me it'd be like all right guilty yeah but, but they know. can they can tell by first of all my, my skin color is probably a lot paler compared to how it would be in jamaica as well because i'm not getting any sun from this country yeah tell me so i'll be a lot darker Pressing. in jamaica so that's first of all like the clothes i wear mm. and everything also the accent as well is what they'd give away but i mean before i even open my mouth they can tell by looking at me that I'm, i don't um i'm not i don't live out there i used to get called handsome a lot when i would walk around just because i was white really i i called it my ego walk i would walk through um this flea market that was on the way back home from my uh school the first school i went into and um when i was teaching there and and these girls would like lean out from the stalls and go, you're Mr. Handsome. <laughs> and I just like, and whenever I was having a bad day, I'd walk down there and you know what, I missed that, I missed that. <laughs> uh, no one calls me handsome anymore. Um, but yeah, but did you find that you'll never be, because going off the back of what you just said, like I found that was the hardest thing about living abroad is that you'll never become native. Mm. So you are always gonna feel like an outsider because of because you are. And then you kind of find that even no, no matter how much you love people there, no matter how much you, want to be, become a part of it, you will always be from somewhere else. You will always be that foreigner. So you can't, you know, I found that when I was dating girls, for example, uh, you know, I was madly in love with a few of them and um, very, very happy there. 
And yeah, but I would always have things, little things that kind of reminded me that I wasn't ever going to be 100% assimilated because I was always going to be the boule, you know, the white guy. For me, like growing up in this country, it's only like when I was about 25 that I actually embraced the term English. I think for a lot of people that grow up in either first generation or even a second generation immigrant, Hmm. they kind of differentiate the word like uh, they felt from being English they thought of say British and though that means essentially the same thing they, but to them to us British means like anybody like that sort of has a passport grows up in this country but then like English is that like, sort of maybe like you who's like a native of this country like, yeah. so a lot of people differentiate them for, but if you're born home. here then that makes you English yeah but a lot of people don't consider themselves English. Yeah, it's a weird stigma. They, they say that they're British. I'm British, but I'm not. I'm not English. Yeah, I found that a bit weird because yeah. I had um, an ex-girlfriend who was Indian, and um, well, I've had few ex-girlfriends who are Indian, and we had this debate once for ages. Uh, not just me; it was a couple of us in the car. Um, I, I don't, but you know, she said that she identified as being Indian first, and then. Mm. And then maybe, but said she wasn't English, but she was the most English person I knew. Um, a, and I think that, yeah, it's 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 a weird thing because, you know, like, why is it that the England flag feels a bit racist, even mm. though it's just the flag of a country within a king, you know, the United Kingdom? It, it's just a bit strange. I mean, I know that there's a history of the EDL. And, yeah. It's interesting. You know, like it's, that nationalism, though, that, that, it does, it's a bit weird. That is very interesting because when you go to another, like, Jamaica, we start to um, sing the national anthem. Yeah, we don't do that. Under the flagpole. Like nobody, barely anybody has to recite the knows the, knows the national I anthem. I honestly like. thought that the lyrics to God Save the Queen were um, send her victorious, angry, and glorious. And I only found out when I was in America that it's happy and glorious. I don't even, I don't even know that much. I thought, I just had yeah. this lovely idea of the Queen just like coming <laughs> down at someone with a lance, yeah. like, you know, like the full on, like, you know, like the fire of thunder. And it's like, have at it, you bitch. You know, like one of those. But like, yeah, I, I don't understand why being nationalistic isn't really sort of okay here, but. You know, there's that embarrassment about it, which is very strange. Um, and yeah, I think that that's because if you say, yeah, I, I'm, I'm English and I like being English. I'm proud to be English or something like that. Then it makes it sound like you're being a dick yeah. for some reason. And but if you were to say I'm proud of being a Jamaican, then that's a very different feeling. Like even when you go to America, yeah, you can't walk down the street without seeing the flag. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Indonesia, they used to stand up, do the Pledge of Allegiance, although mm. they did bring that in and I thought that was a little bit forced mm. and I didn't like that because it was like... But yeah, I think you should be But they have like those national days, you yeah. have like Kartini, you have Independence Days and mm. things like that. And admittedly, when we're the ones that everyone's getting independent from, it's... Meh, 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 meh. Mm. But, I mean, yeah, it's it's quite a unifying thing and I think that that's something that... Do, in do you think it's because they had to fight for their like, countries to be independent from, I guess, like Britain for a lot of these places? Yeah, I think so that there's that a having a, a strong national ident identity means something. No, I think, I, I think that in Indo they they didn't really appreciate the history behind it. Like yeah. or at least my students, I'm speaking on you know experience of my students, they didn't seem to understand the actual what happened because there it was a very simplistic view of um what of what had happened historically because I looked into it and they would the kids would tell me and these between teenagers here would say something like um, we had uh, the there was the Dutch and then the Indo and then there was the Japanese and then Indonesia and then the Dutch tried to come back but then Indonesia rose and had fought and then we had and then we won but actually I mean it I mean you know I don't know what the exact history is but I mean I know that they didn't really appreciate that that was tied into the second world war mm. as much and for example they would be fine to draw stuff like I mean I had a kid called Himmler 
Uh, you know, like I had kids who were named after Nazis, and I just don't think that it's the same sort of. I heard that's quite common in certain places because the history didn't travel as no. well. No, people, and like they that. just see them as the baddies in video games or something yeah. like that. And yeah. it's just like, no, these people, yeah, the Holocaust. Yeah, and they would just write. I mean, I remember marking a paper, and this kid had just got bored and just drawn a massive swastika on it. And I was like, do you not see why that? You know, I was like, oh, talking about, and they say the N word all the time. Talking about um, living abroad, did mm. you hear hear the conspiracy that a lot of the Nazis end up fl- um, fleeing to North, uh, not North, America, South America? America. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's loads of that. that. In fact, I was watching a documentary about that the other yeah. day. Uh, yesterday, it's about um, so this this place that was in Chile, and this German priest. He was a German preacher, and he was a paedophile, and he went down to and he created this little Bavaria type. Mm. But it was a camp that people weren't allowed out of. There's like 350 people, and he just used it to abuse children. And then he developed all these different torture methods. And Pinochet, who was the dictator at the time, a violent dictator, actually had deal with him that he would send him people to be tortured and executed um, and buried. And meanwhile, and to let the other guy just get away with what he was doing. It's messed up. I'm not sure if it's Chile as well, where there's like a little area where they speak German. And yeah, it's like right little, at the bottom. Like, like a little German. Um, Pat- not Patagonia. It's it's right at the bottom, but it's actually apparently really nice. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of German speakers out there, and I think but also the uh, conspiracy that Hitler was there himself as well. Wouldn't surprise me. I, I, can, I, 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 can, I can imagine he didn't die when they said he died. Yeah, it's a bit weird that you know like, the, they never the found his never, bo- They never found yeah. his body. I mean, they burned it, but I mean, come on, you could. I mean, the female, like it, it was like a female body when they um the, the remains. Yeah, the because female. they had over brown died yeah. with as well. But yeah, it must have been both. But it's yeah, it's he probably got away. I don't know. I mean, um, obviously, we're dead now because of his age. Hopefully, away. Oh, fingers crossed, the tiger's got him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a bit. I don't know because I do feel like it's a little bit too neat and tidy that you popped himself mm. like that. I just don't think he would. No. But anyway, I mean, like you know, like yeah, because it's just if you had, I mean, if he's got the opportunity to leave, and they would put him as a HVT. You know, I mean, he's high value target. He would have been really. I, I mean, all he had to do is shave his mustache. I wouldn't have recognized him. I heard as well, like a lot of um. The German scientists end up working for like the American government. Yeah, Operation Paperclip. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it wasn't good. Sorry, it was just the rocket scientists, and they put the next thing you know is they're putting people on the moon because of the V two program. Mm. I love the bit of World War II. I found that in my thirties, one of the signs that you're becoming thirty is that um, you love a bit of the old World War Two, World War One, World War Two, or the Napoleonic Wars. Pick one because this is going to be something that you're going to have as a little Inter- sort of side interest for the rest of your life. Interesting thing with that World War Two, don't we, you don't really think about the other countries that got involved. You just sort of think about. To me, growing up, all it was England, America, Russia. and France. That's all I had. What? Yeah, Russia. I didn't even know Russia. I, I didn't. I didn't know Russia until like, I got older and did my own research. I didn't know they did most of the fighting and did a lot of like. Nobody told you about this. See, this is the whole thing yeah. with American patriotism yeah. is that it overrides the narrative. Yeah, truth. exactly. So me growing up, I just thought of America, England, or France got like conquered or whatever. No, we didn't get conquered at all. Yeah, France. That was the whole point. Yeah. Oh yeah, France got their ass kicked. Yeah. But you know, and then they had a sort of puppet government, which yeah. is really fascinating in itself. Yeah. And the resistance. But then that always gets underplayed for the yeah. sort of stars and stripes I, I, narrative. Yeah, it's I didn't, just annoying. I didn't really think about the other countries, the other people, other Commonwealth nations. I mean, the Canadians yeah. did a raid that yeah. was a disaster. Yeah. Um, that was a preliminary to D-Day. Then you've got the Anzacs in uh, Gallipoli, uh, although that might be a different, uh, war. I think it might be World War One. I'm not sure. But like, like, there's loads of stuff happened. Like, like living in Jamaica, we had to like buy poppies, and I was like, I, I thought, well, coming back in, I was like, why did why did we have to buy poppies in Jamaica? And I was like, oh, because we actually went. There. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't know that. Forces, I didn't, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't I mean, know world that. World war, mate. It means yeah. world. I yeah. mean, you know, the whole world is is going at it. 
So yeah, that's our experiences. Uh, let us know what you think of it. And have you been abroad? Have you lived abroad? Um, you know, like tell us about your experiences. We'd absolutely love to hear about it. Um, obviously, yeah, we've gone into World War Two now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah. Tell us all about it. Tell us about your lives. We want to hear things. Also, um, a little thank you to everyone who's reached out to me about the ADHD episodes. Um, we record them every now and then. Um, I did get some comments, especially for my blog posts on ADD Etude. Um, yeah, um, just want to say thank you to everyone who's reached out. And do feel free to drop me a line. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.